0: Happy New Year! Happy New Year, and thanks so much for joining me today on the Parable Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Zapchank. Today, I want to share my message I gave to our home church last Sunday. This is a perfect time as we start the new year to not worry about getting a new gym membership, skipping carbs, or drinking gallons of water, right? If you've been a longtime listener of the podcast, you know that I love some reflection questions. So, this episode is a time for you to reflect between you and God. I've created a journal page for you. It's available in the show notes, or you're just welcome to follow along with a journal and pause as needed. I pray that you embrace this experience and maybe do it once or twice or even seasonally to get into this habit of reflection. Here's my message on looking back before we go forward. I'd like to do a show of hands quick. How many of us in this room and watching online have made a New Year's resolution? Right. Almost everyone, sometime in our life. Has anyone ever broken that resolution by week two or maybe even day two? Yes. Has anyone here made it into a habit and last the whole year? No one. Gosh, that makes me feel so good. Okay. <laughs> As you can see, there's a lot of us who have done that. Sometimes we easily jump into resolutions because it seems like it's the right thing to do. It is a quick quick fix. But the truth is there's always something underlying, something that causes that choice. So rest easy, we are not gonna make any resolutions today or come up with our words for the year. In my humble opinion, I do not think resolutions matter until we look back before we go forward. Too many times we stand at the edge of a new year and we don't take the time to pause and reflect on what we just experienced in the last 12 months before we step into another. So we're gonna do something a little different today, and so you all can have this opportunity. A lot of you received a piece of paper on the way in. If you happen to need one, John is gonna walk around some of the ushers. There's pens in the backs of your chairs. For those of you that are watching online, you can find this in the show description, and then also online and on the Westridge app. I put it everywhere. But you are just welcome to follow along today this is your own time. You can write in a journal or notebook if you, if you brought it along. It's a time for you and God. Um, I know some of us feel like, oh, this is a little uncomfortable, but don't worry, we're not gonna stand up and announce anything, okay? <laughs> just feel free to write anything down that comes to mind. Um, there's no right or wrong way to do this. And you're just welcome to continue this when you go home later this week. And you don't have to feel like you have to be done with this by the end of service. No one's getting a gold star today, all right? And if this is not your jam, just give me 20 minutes and it'll be over with, okay? (laughs) Usually, you know, the last things that I don't love are silence and rest. And those are sometimes what I need most in my life. So even if you don't have any interest in this, you know, this might spark something for you. There are rhythms and cyclical things that happen all over the Bible. There's the idea of rest where God created the earth, he created the animals, and then he rested on the Sabbath. We have the Sabbath every single week on Sunday. There's the setting sun and the moon and the tide change that he created. There were rituals within the days of the temple that were done daily and and quite often. Women who were unclean, there was bathing practices, specific prayers and liturgies celebrations like Passover and the Feast of the Leavened Bread and Jesus, he gave that rhythm of communion. While we don't have all the exact ones in our world today, if we look at our life closely, we have that in our seasons, our traditions, the way we celebrate, the way we grieve, the hellos and goodbyes. As Mufasa said, it's like the circle of life, right? New beginnings and fresh starts help us process. However, if we don't take the time, if we don't make the time for it, or maybe we say, you know what, I'm gonna schedule that in. Soon enough, we look up and we realize a whole year has gone by. Today we're gonna work through looking back before we go forward. Reflection is a big thing for me. It has not always been that way because I think it's looking at the chapters of our life. Whether you journal, or maybe you can remember dates really well. You use the photo roll in your phone to kind of look back and remember certain things. Maybe it's a song that elicits a certain memory, a flood of emotions. Maybe it's just feelings. For me, it's important to tap into that because from time to time, we can easily rush from one thing to another and we forget what is right in front of us, what we've gone through, everything that we've experienced, even when it is uncomfortable. It's always beneficial to pause and reflect to see God's handiwork in our own story. And it's so easy to neglect that, right? Because most of us do forget. I can't even remember what I had for dinner last night, right? We don't forget, or we easily forget, we reflect. If we don't do that, we can't see God in our life and his faithfulness. It looks like just another day, another month, another year. And we end up at the end of our life, we're saying, Where were you, God? So instead of this just being another day, a new year gives us the chance to pause and reflect. And you can see this in Jesus's life when he retreated, when he was by himself praying to be with God. For those of us that have a relationship with Jesus, it's very easy for us to forget. I guess that's just human nature. But if we don't reflect, we cannot see God's faithfulness. I kind of think of it like a mirror, when we have them all around in our house, everywhere we're looking, even at grocery stores and at Target. But when I really look, when I really look into the mirror, I can see those gray hairs. I can see the hairs on my chin that were not there yesterday. I can see the scar on my knee that Eric Eikoff gave me in first grade. I can see the stretch marks on my stomach where two kids grew inside my body, the last lines and the worry lines too. There's so many details when we really look. For some of us, because of trauma or grief, the mirror is kind of like a funhouse mirror where it's askew and it's distorted. It's difficult to navigate through that. So you need to be gentle with yourself through this process. Maybe you're only using like a tiny mirror like the dentist uses. <laughs> you're only seeing a little bit of your life and you're just forgetting the whole big picture. At times we also see the reflection of the world around us and our family and our friendships in positive ways and not so positive ways. A reflection allows us to uncover the characteristics and all of the changes that we never knew were there. Contemplating also showcases Jesus within us. How has our soul and our hearts been transformed by His presence in our life? We take the time to slow down, to ponder, we get into this beneficial habit of seeing God's faithfulness in our life. So one of the first sections on your journal page is the 2022 year. Uh, it's, there's a list of months to highs and lows. So this can be a bullet list, it can be just a word, I want you to put in things that are big and also very, very small, very simple, short descriptions, whatever you want. You can doodle. Each of us has probably experienced a little bit of everything this year. What was it for you? So I'd like you to feel free to start writing as I share just a couple of jumping off points, because I know sometimes we need to kind of get the cobwebs out. So here are some of the thoughts. Did this year bring you new people in your life? Was it something with your family, friendships? Was there kindness that was extended towards you? Was there a loss of a job, a new job? Was there a big project at work? Was there an injustice in your life? Was there a hardship that taught you something, plans that did not go your way? Did you find forgiveness with others, or maybe it was yourself? Whether in pain or joy, did God tenderly work on your heart? Was it your health, emotional, physical, your mental health? How did that go for you? Is there something that you are just so proud of this year that you accomplished? Have you found newfound strength? Was love restored? How about your relationship with God? Are you still discovering who he is or were you wrestling with him at every chance you got? Did healing happen this year physically or in your soul? Did 2022 give you time to just process? Maybe there was some clarity. After quickly writing, I know that the year has so much. So this is something that you can go through for a while. I feel like connections can start to be made. Sometimes it takes a bit. I did this extensively once, really going through my whole life, major moments of highs and lows. What were those things in my life that gave me life? Things that caused me pain and anxiety. Working through that was incredibly meaningful because I could see what God did that I never even noticed before. Using all of my highs and lows and even the mundane for good. I've always loved public speaking. I know not a lot of people do, but I spent a lot of my high school Saturday mornings on an early morning bus ride um, to present at speaking competitions in empty high schools with just a bunch of my peers. I really, a part of me just really wants to help people understand things. I have a degree in communications, even though I can't spell very well. Um, I hope to communicate in a way that touches people emotionally. So were those Saturday mornings and all the other things opportunities for nothing? I don't think so. When I did this process I remembered the exact moment when Darren asked if I would consider speaking at Westridge and I was like, me? I was obviously very nervous. I felt underqualified. But I'm so honored that I get to be here in front of all of you and to share and grow in my own gifts. And that was just because God was using that over the course of my life, over the course of 20 years. God was teaching me and allowing me to grow when I didn't even know it in much smaller ways, but still important. I recently reread some of my high school diaries, some questionable things there, and I can see how God has grown my faith, how the hurts that I experience, they were not in vain, how he teaches me to be gentle with myself, how he uses parenting a nine and a 12-year-old and the ways that I encourage them are the same things that this almost 40-year-old still needs to hear. There's navigating uncomfortable relationships. I do not like confrontation. (laughs) And connecting with new people I didn't even know existed a year ago. God has been faithful and at work in my life, even when I don't realize it, when we don't realize it. By doing this exercise of looking back at your last season or maybe your last year, You can witness and say what it says in 1 Chronicles 16, 34. I'll give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his loving kindness is everlasting. Looking back before we go forward allows us to have this space to be with God. Like what we just learned in Christmas that he is Emmanuel, God with us. Sometimes it's easy for us to think of ourselves as singular, right? We are separate, but it has and it always will be a we. The people that He's placed in your life who love and support you, that's a we. Even the Trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that is a we. The church, your community, you and Jesus is a we. God's intention for you is to never do this life alone. If you don't ever look back, that kind of doubt, it can easily creep in and you can drown yourself in sorrows and think, well, why me? Why am I in this situation? Why am I lonely? Even in the darkest days, God is for you. He is with you when you don't see him, when you don't even understand what's happening. I recently talked to a woman who overnight was 26. She became a widow and a single mother to their newborn baby. She never thought she could live without her husband, but each new day, and it was a long process. It was over the course of seven years. It became a testament to God's faithfulness and her journey of grief gave her immense purpose in her suffering. And she can say today with confidence that God is good and he never once failed her. He was with her through it all. The beauty of Jesus's death on the cross, as harsh as that was, that is the whole reason that we get to have a relationship with him, that we are not separate, that he is good and he walks alongside you. We're fortunate that we have the promise of God's character because his promises, they're never ending. His character has been tested time and time again. We could sit here all day long and showcase all of the promises that he made in the Bible for us. But my question for you is, do you need to come to him today because you didn't believe that? Are you desperately trying to hold on to control? Maybe you wanna hold on to the past. Maybe you don't want to let him in and help. Have you tried to do it alone and really forgotten about that we? What do you need to ask for forgiveness for, for from him? It's really difficult to admit that because nobody who ever wants to admit that they're wrong. Our thoughts go from "It is not. It's not my fault." This person did this to me. Look at the world we're living in, right? There are plenty of ways that we can easily shift blame, but it starts with us. So there's a space on the back page for you to write down, to be able to walk into this new year with repentance. And that's just a big word that just means an apology. To have a humble heart saying, I am willing, I'm willing to be molded by you Many of us are broken down. We are lost and we feel unworthy. So maybe you're in a decent place. Maybe you feel really good about 2022 and where you're going, but are you still feeling like you need to do life on your own, like you're choosing it, you're in the driver's seat? Have you been carrying some burden like you feel you can't let go of? The good news is God loves you just as you are today. He wants to encourage you in your faith to consistently strengthen you and he is so patient. He's patient in waiting for you to recognize where you veered off his path and now you're choosing to move forward back with him. I love what Lamentation says in 322 through 25. It says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases His mercies never come to an end and they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. How are you gonna seek him today? Ask for forgiveness. How can you seek him wholeheartedly? Because you know what? Sometimes we think about God, but He is He's not just like some ruler just like sitting up there. He is brimming with compassion. What do you want to tell Him today? There are so many promises throughout the Bible that God gave us to showcase His character and faithfulness. And as we move forward, we can hold on to that hope. That he provides. The future is unknown. And as we go forward, we don't know, we don't ever know what's gonna happen in the future and what's gonna happen in 2023. For some of us, it's a fresh start, and there will always be new mercies, like that verse said. Some of, un, some of us are holding on to Jesus with everything we can because the unknown, it can feel overwhelming, right? My aunt, uh, growing up, she put a ridiculous amount of tape onto Christmas presents, and then she just added the ribbon. I don't know if she had like, some sick plan for children, but it was very frustrating. <sighs> she just, I don't know if she also feared like maybe it would somehow expand and explode under the Christmas tree, but I think hope is like that. It is just bound up. There's so many things around it, and it's so tight. The Hebrew translation of hope is Tikvah, which is described as combining multiple strands and coiling them into a much stronger cable. It means to gather or collect, but also in a sense to eagerly await. Can you believe that? Eagerly await what is to come in 2023. I love that picture of hope with all of those highs and lows that you just put on this last year and what he's done throughout the course of your life to continually gather all of those pieces into different strands, binding them together so we can hold onto that hope as we go forward. And you might be saying, well, that sounds well and good, Danielle. That's a lovely picture. But what about when we are grasping onto that cord for our dear life? What about the times when things seem to cause us to waver, I get that. A couple months ago, I got the call that nobody wants to get from a family member. My mom's biopsy report had come back and she has breast cancer. There's a lot of questions, tears, fears, and big words that I have no idea what they mean. But over the next few days, my prayer in that moment gosh when i just like want to control and figure it all out when i want to schedule things make lists i just ask for such an overwhelming amount of peace and have a hope that surpasses what i cannot even have myself thank goodness like the doctors are amazing and they're very positive that they found this early on and so my family and I, were continuing to step forward into that's why my husband made me bring Kleenex today. I thought I could do it. I thought I could do it, guys. <laughs> oh, so anyways, we're stepping forward in hope. You know, we just don't know what's to come. My friend Aaron and I were on a walk the other day and we were talking about this kind of thing. Like when you don't have the information or the understanding, it's scary. It feels overwhelming. And so you just kind of need to see that shape of a plan. Someone can, who can explain the big words to you. I'm thankful for doctors who draw doodles. Thank you. And walk alongside you. That helps. And that's why I think reflection matters, because we can hold tight to all of these moments, and we can see where God was faithful, Hebrews 10.23 says, let us hold strong to the, con- the confession of our hope, never wavering since the one who promised it to us is faithful. So my question for you is how can you move forward with confident hope in God this year? When you take the moments like this to look back before you go forward, you can begin to see God's fingerprints and his evidence all over your life. He is there in the past and he will be there in the future as we move forward with confident hope, confident expectation. This is your time to look back before you go forward into this new year. Thank you so much for taking this time with me today. I really hope that God spurred something inside of you and that this week you continue to work through and keep this journal page with you. I mentioned journaling, and this is not something I do every day, but I do it quite often. One resource I really love is Emily P. Freeman's The Next Right Thing Journal. It's one of my favorites, but there are so many ways for you to reflect. So it's okay to take your time and try and find something that works for you. But I will put a link to the journal in the show notes. Plus, you're not going to want to miss next week's episode, number 72 with Jenny Clayville. She is authentic and funny. She is a wife boy mom, pastor, speaker, and a lover of Jesus. She's amazing. You're not going to want to miss it. Feel free to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, whether on Apple, Spotify, or even on YouTube, and leave a rating or review that really helps people find out about these parable stories. My passion is sharing and connecting people and their stories so we can see God in our own lives. If your church or your ministry event is looking for a speaker, I would love to talk to you more and possibly bring the Parable Podcast to you. You can find more information at DanielleZapchank.com. And I would be remiss if I didn't thank my technical producer of a husband, Eric, for editing this podcast. As we end, I would love to pray this prayer from Emily's journal as a benediction over you for 2023. Unbound by time or place or gravity, you go ahead of us into an unknown future. When you declare your love for us, we refuse to squirm away. When you offer a good gift, we receive them with gratitude. When you delay the answers, we wait with hope. We resist the urge to sprint ahead in hurry or lag behind in fear. Let us keep company with you at a walking pace, moving forward together one step at a time. Help us to know the difference between pushed by fear and led by love. That'll do it for today. I'm grateful that you chose to spend this time with me. Remember, your parable showcases confident hope and confident expectation. We'll see you back again next week on the Parable Podcast.